Have you ever asked yourself the question, who let the Jews out? Well, Elisheva Lieberman is here to tell us the answer to this. Elisheva, welcome to Hudson Mohawk Magazine. Hi, it's great to be here. And the title, Who Let the Jews Out? That's a little provocative, and it's for a play that's coming up? Yes, it's actually a comedy musical. It's definitely a musical with a lot of singing and dancing and a lot of fun. And it's telling the age-old story of the exodus from Egypt. And it's a little different. This production is by women, for women, you said? Yes, it's a great production. It involves about 25 women of all different ages, from about the age of 14 to, I think, her oldest actresses are in their 70s. And I really find it's a great way to celebrate the talents of individual women. A lot of people, a lot of women especially, are involved in their careers, in their jobs, in their everyday lives, and they don't get to do those talents that they've had their whole lives and and enjoy celebrating. We like to celebrate that. For example, we have someone who's a biochemist who also plays the trumpet. Or we have a person who's a retired doctor, and she plays Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, in this wonderfully comedic way. So we like to celebrate those talents that are hidden inside all of us. So it's community theater, but it's also sort of a pop-up theater production, right? Yeah, it is. To be honest, it's community theater in the truest sense of the word. It's community theater by taking people from a community, from people who are actually part of the of the space that they live in, and performing for other people within that community, and performing a story that's central to us, a story that everybody knows, but retold in a totally different way. So when I think of the Exodus, I think of the parting of the Red Sea. How do you pull that off in a stage production? Oh, that's a big surprise. You know, we actually have um, one of the women who is involved in the, the production is a tremendously talented artist. And another is a tremendously talented set designer who's also a nurse. And both of them, in their free time, constructed a wonderful sea that we're going to part with the help of a, a few talented uh, stagehands from the junior high. So you really are doing the parting of the Red Sea. Oh, we sure are. We sure are. We have a little bit of everything in this production. Everything from showing the the slavery of the the Jews in Egypt, the central story of the of the way that things were in Egypt, and then from the parting of the Red Sea and to the wandering in the desert and everything in between. And I understand that you're both the director and the writer for this? Yeah, I always love to write, as long as I can remember, to be honest. But, you know, there aren't that many necessarily careers just to go out and be a writer. So I ended up doing what a lot of people do. I went to school, and I and I have a regular business, and I do other things, but I always love to write. And what ended up happening was, when I lived in Israel about 12 years ago, a few of my friends decided you know, we should do like a little skit. You know, wouldn't it be fun the way we used to do in elementary school? You know, because when you're in elementary school or high school, there's production. But then all of a sudden, when you're an adult, that whole thing stops. And sometimes your creativity stops. And I said, you know what? I'll write it. You know, I'll write it. I'm a good writer. I could write something out. And we envisioned maybe 10 people coming. And we were in the 
we were we didn't even get an auditorium we were in the hallway of an elementary school and I thought we were going to get maybe 10 or 12 of our friends and we had like 75 people show up we thought wow you know we're really on to something here and they laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and so the next year I couldn't keep people out like we were packed we were packed with women who wanted to be in it and we were packed with women who wanted to see it before we started recording you said that in Israel there's a strong um, tradition of theater by women for women. So this is primarily for women? Yes, there is a tradition of this. It stems from a religious tradition of women performing for women, but it's gone throughout Jewish, Jewish history like that. And what it ends up is people are able to, in a proverbial way, let their hair down to be themselves, to be someone else, to, to, to step into a role that they wouldn't feel comfortable in a different space and just totally step into a character or totally step into a talent they didn't even think about the fact that they had. I, I always say I think one of my primary qualifications for women to be in the show is that they say, I haven't been on a stage in 20 years, and the last time I was on, everyone told me I, maybe I shouldn't be on because I didn't have a good voice or I wasn't the best looking or I wasn't, I wasn't this. And in my show, anybody basically who wants a part and will commit to coming to rehearsals gets a part. In the 70s, there was a big move for um, women's space, for women-only space, as a way to bond together and to avoid some of the ugliness going on in society. And yet, in this time of gender fluidity and transgender, to say women-only sounds a bit exclusive and has a different sense to it. Can you say something about that? Well, our show is anything but exclusive. Our show has such a broad uh, spectrum of people who are involved in it. And I've never turned anyone away from a show, and I've never turned anyone away from being in the show, because it's really meant to be more about including everyone than it is about excluding anyone. So letting everybody have a voice and letting uh, everybody hear the voices, even though you, you advertise it for women by women, you still are not turning away trans people or gender fluid or men? I've never turned anyone away, but I've never had a man try to buy a ticket either. (laughs) Now, is this just one performance of this show? This time we're doing one performance, one day only. We're actually, the Jewish calendar is sort of packed this year. And Jewish women get very, very busy between the holidays of Purim and Passover. And this show falls right in the middle. So we're doing exactly one show, but it's going to be a doozy of a show. It's going to be a great show. And that's on March 12th at the Albany Jewish Community Center. That's correct. Real community theater from being performed by the community for the community in the community center. (laughs) Continuing with that, it's sponsored by Shalom Food Pantry. Can you say something about them, please? Yeah, Shalom Food Pantry is just a wonderful organization. We are totally volunteer-driven. Our um, The Drama Mamas, our theater troupe, is totally volunteer-driven. There's nobody that gets paid from the producer to the people that are... are we have a wonderful choreographer this year, and um, nobody gets paid. And so what does all the, the, the money go to other than 
the cost of actual production? Well, it, some of it goes to creating that set for the parting of the That's Red true. Sea. <laughs> That's true, but you would be surprised what a bunch of uh, cardboard boxes and talented hands can, <laughs> can do, you know? But what it goes to is it goes to the Shalom Food Pantry. Um, this is an organization that distributes food to needy families, um, primarily new, uh, Jewish families, but there's also non-Jewish families involved. And they give them whatever sorts of healthy food packages. For the Jewish holiday of Passover especially, it's a very expensive holiday to make. You know, there's a lot of, of food involved. As, as many people know, as many cultures do, Jews connect through food. And there's always a lot of people who just can't can't afford it. And so this money will all go to this wonderful Shalom Food Pantry, which will distribute these packages to needy families. And then the information, if people want to know about the show, is at shalomfoodpantry.org. That's S-H-A-L-O-M, food pantry, all one word, dot O-R-G. Now, you mentioned the name of the group, but I don't think I had said it earlier, the Drama Mamas. How did you come up with that name? We wanted a name that kind of expressed who we are. We don't take ourselves very seriously. We take the production very seriously because we want to produce something that's good and worth watching. So I'm envisioning that you have some Andean pack animals join the troupe at some point and become the drama mamas and llamas. (laughs) Do you expect to do other productions with this group or with some variation in this group? Yes, uh, we hope to do a yearly production. I'm already hard at work uh, writing next year's production. We did a great production last year called Shushan Nights which was the story of uh, the Purim story, Queen Esther, like a real uh, uh, princess and king and intrigue and royal type story. But the idea between what really connects all of them is, first of all, a sense of Jewish history that can be a universal history in a way, because not only is like, for example, the story of the Exodus connected to many, many cultures, It's also this universal idea of freedom, of coming out of bondage, of reclaiming your sense of of self and reclaiming your personal freedom. Thanks. And that's Eli Sheva Lieberman talking about the upcoming production of Who Let the Jews Out on March 12th at Albany Jewish Community Center. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. It was great to talk to you. And this is Bria Barthel for Hudson Mohawk Magazine.